0: Well, as you've been hearing in the news today and on the show, we've been talking about BC Ferries and how they're launching this pilot project in June. If you buy a meal and eat at the Pacific buffet on certain sailings, you'll be allowed to buy one or two drinks along with your food. And many of you have been sharing your thoughts about this with us today. And you know what? We are going to be taking calls on this in just a moment, along with all the emails and our hot question of the day, because we want to get your thoughts on the open line. But first, we want to talk to Tracy Crawford. Tracy is BC's regional manager for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and they've got some thoughts about this pilot project as well. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. So what did you think about this idea?
1: Um, You know, we definitely have concerns, um, you know, with people being able to consume alcohol and then get into the vehicle and drive off the ferries. Um, I don't have all the information about any type of safety measures um, that BC Ferries is putting into place for the this pilot project. So I'm looking forward to learning a lot more. Um, but, you know, at this point, we definitely do have some concerns.
0: What kind of safety measures would you be looking for?
1: Well, from my understanding, you know, right now there at least has been what I've heard is that they're having a confined area for consumption, so limiting the area in which people can be served and consume alcohol, as well as a maximum uh, drink purchase, which are are definitely good measures to put in place um, to manage alcohol consumption on the ferries. But, you know, there are other different concerns, um, training of staff, um, you know, how are they going to monitor this and and manage the two-drink limits. And what type of enforcement is going to be put in place for safety measures, not only for the staff and, you know, for all passengers.
0: Right. So if they didn't have these kinds of strict limits and safety measures, Tracy, what are you concerned about what might happen?
1: Uh, well, a- again, it goes into just someone over-consuming. Um, you know, if you have the staff who aren't trained to identify someone who may have consumed alcohol before entering the the segregated you know area for for consumption on the ferries, you know, you have to have a trained staff member to identify that. Um, you know, uh, as well as underage drinking, we want to make sure that anybody who um, isn't of legal age isn't being isn't being served any alcohol. In, in in this area so you know and then at the end of it when people are leaving to identify somebody that may have overconsumed, and and what they can what measures are in place to to stop that person from getting into a vehicle
0: right do you think it's inevitable though like if you do serve alcohol more openly will there be problems
1: Um, I I don't know if it's inevitable. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be put into place. I think there needs to be the education um, into the passengers and the public. So, for example, if you have passengers who can identify somebody, who see somebody that they believe could be intoxicated, um, having measures in place of who they can contact, how do, how they can reach out to somebody uh, and let a staff member know so they can take care of the situation or intervene, possibly call the authorities and, and again, you know, stop this person from getting into a vehicle.
0: Right. Now, Tracy, we've been talking about drunk driving for decades now. I mean, is this situation getting better? Are people getting the message, do you think?
1: I think people are getting the message. It's still the problem. I mean, it's still obviously a problem with alcohol and or cannabis um, for impairment in driving, but it, it sometimes it's just getting, getting constantly that message out there and being more prevalent in the community, having the police enforcement, more check stops, having them out in the community. But again, really encouraging the public, if you see somebody that you think may be impaired when you're driving down the road, what they can do to hopefully intervene before a crash occurs, you know, by calling 911, being proactive um, if, you, if you have a concern. That's what the police are there for.
0: Yeah, how much of Mad's message now also focuses on, like, impaired driving as in also potentially cannabis?
1: Our message has always been the same. Um, impairment is impairment if it's regarding, you know, alcohol and or drugs. If you're choosing to consume any um, alcohol or, or drugs, be, be safe plan a safe ride home, Um, you know, plan someone to be able to be the designated driver for the evening. So it's always been our message. Now with cannabis being legal, legal, it's, you know, it's a different education because there's not a lot of uh, information out there of what impairment by cannabis is. So, and there's not a lot of tools out there to provide to the public about how to identify impairment by cannabis and you know so it, it's a different type of um world right now a different type of education and we're learning as well we want to get better at making sure the public knows how to identify if they're going to consume cannabis how they can be safe and protect themselves and not get into a car or not get in, you know which could right. end up in a crash
0: do you think people do report others who they think are impaired on the road
1: there there definitely is um the police have um periodically we do get reports and we do get updates from the police um showing numbers of where the public is is calling number one but it's still get it's still not as as i think the numbers is should be a lot higher um you know based on the fact that this is still happening every day
0: it is still happening too isn't it right yeah. like do, you must wonder too you must shake your head as so many of us do and think like what what happens to people that they think they're okay and they get in that car
1: well, you know, sometimes people aren't, you know, they're planning, when they go out, they don't plan to consume too much, or they weren't planning on drinking, and, you know, they end up drinking, or, you know, they're out, out, you know, enjoying themselves, and, and they're making the decision on how to get home safely with a mind that's already impaired, um, so maybe their mind isn't making the right decision, so our our portion, and what we always try to say is, before you go out, just plan that safe ride home. Plan someone else take you know, be in your driver for that evening. This is one of the reasons why we're you know we really push and we're you know with our messaging for ride sharing in in BC because we do think that's going to make a positive impact in our roads.
0: Okay, so then, given the way this pilot project has been explained to us, that you have to buy the Pacific buffet, you can't just buy alcohol by itself, and once you buy the buffet, you will also be allowed one or, you know, maximum two drinks, does that sound acceptable to you, or what other safety measures do they need?
1: Well, I, I, I guess I, the first question would be, how are they going to monitor this in, in that in, environment, is... is they, there's a staff who are going to be trained to under to monitor if someone has only two drinks. You know, if somebody else buys somebody else their drinks for them, or or you know anything like that. How is that going to be monitored? So that would be the first concern. A second concern: it, it is a short ferry ride, so you know, at two beverages. You know, depending on the person, can can be quite a lot. Um, so again, there's so many variable factors. Our biggest piece again is just really going back to the to making the plan to be safe. If you're gonna, if you want to consume, is there somebody who can be driving that vehicle rather than yourself?
0: Right. So, it's safe to say then, Mothers Against Drunk Driving has some concerns about this pilot project.
1: We definitely, and and again, we haven't seen. The, any of the, the safety measures that BC Ferries is putting out there with this plan. It is a pilot project, so, um, you know, again, we haven't seen any of the details. We would really love to and, and be able to provide our, our input and feedback um, with our concerns, and, and we definitely are very open to that. But at this point, you know, we haven't seen anything, but we, we were very vocal about saying that we are concerned, and we really hope that, the, that there's a lot of different factors that are in play before this is rolled out.
0: All right. Well, Tracy, thank you very much for your time on this. Oh yeah, no, you're welcome. Appreciate that. That's Tracy Crawford. Tracy is BC's regional manager for MAD Canada. That is Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And as you heard, they do have some concerns about this pilot project that BC Ferries is launching in the month of June.